0: Welcome back to Tech Hoppin' where two dudes talk about
1: tech news and homebrews. I'm Dawson. And I'm Josh. We're tech enthusiasts and casual homebrewers. And this is our podcast to talk about random stuff just to talk out of our <laughs> <hands>. <laughs> um, sweet. So it's been it's been a little minute before we did our last podcast. We did record a podcast number three, and it was our first remote podcast in the audio quality was crap so we decided not to publish it however maybe one day we could release that podcast as a bonus like down the down the line
0: subscribe to our patreon <laughs> yeah yeah yeah.
1: <laughs> pay us all the money get our only fans it's oh yeah yeah yeah, yeah, yeah. You know. yeah yeah um so i guess we can go ahead and get right into the beer of the day segment before we try these beers um we need to talk a little bit about um how we're going to structure beer of the day and how we're reviewing the beer just to make it a little bit more cohesive of, you know, going forward. You know what I'm saying? Exactly. Okay. So, uh, first thing is if we're going to begin rating beers, we're going to do it on a scale of one to five, um, five being goat tier and one being (laughs) tier. You know what I'm saying? Exactly. All right. Um, cool. So, you didn't even crack
0: your beer open yet. Yeah, yeah, I was
1: gonna wait. <laughs> I, was, I was waiting. I, <laughs> You're gonna okay. Put an ASMR up to the uh, night? Okay, all right. So for for this beer of the day, this one here is uh, yet again another Legal Remedy. I swear we're not sponsored. It's like the only beer that I drink on the podcast. But um, this is from Legal Remedy Brewing. It's called Courthouse Cookie. Um, I've never tried this beer. It's brand new, showed up in my fridge the other day, and I yeeted it. So now here we are. The description of it, uh, it's a dark ale brewed with cinnamon and raisins. I will say on first impression, that sounds disgusting. So I'm very curious on how this is going to taste, but this is my first time trying it. Get you a little, little ASMR there uh, on the podcast, but I'll go ahead and I'll, I'll give this my my first little opinion here. Um, I'm not a huge fan uh it's okay. It's not as bad as I was expecting. Uh, I will say it's it's not terrible um but I'm not a huge dark beer uh, fan. I do prefer a little bit on the lighter side and I guess that kind of goes into we should talk about what we like in beer first. Oh absolutely before I rate this one um my personal prof- taste profile for what I like for beer, I like hoppiness. Um, I like the beer to be hazy. So typically IPAs are kind of on the top of my list for, um, for my favorite beers. I also like Sours a lot, it's probably right below it. Um, anything that's got a fruity taste to it or it's got a little bit of bitterness, sourness or, or uh, tart to it, I really enjoy that. My least favorite style of beer is a Pilsner. Um, I just think it tastes like water and not very good water at that. Um, so that's kind of like my, um, my opinions and my taste for beer. I'm going to go ahead and rate this beer a two out of five. Um, it is okay, I guess. Um, not a huge fan. Um, might go pour this off the back porch. No, I'm just kidding. We don't waste beer here. You. We would never do that. Um, but yeah, so what, what beer are you drinking? And tell us a little bit about what you like in, in beer.
0: Yeah, so I guess when it comes to beer in general, I'm a big fan of anything on the spectrum of it. So like... You know, I had those days in college where you're drinking Bush Light Ooh. water, pre-gaming, all that stuff. Yeah. I'm used to it. Of course, I'm not going to go out of my way to drink it. But I will go from absolute water to anything to a stout or to a porter as well. I like just about anything on that range, and I can appreciate it for what it is. When it comes to my personal preference, I'm more along like on your side on that. I like IPAs. I okay. like the hoppiness. It takes a little getting used to, of course. It is an
1: acquired taste, I will say. I didn't like IPAs to begin with, but now it's my favorite. Oh, no,
0: of course. So, uh, lean more towards IPAs. I'd say sours are pretty high up there, but it wouldn't be like a close second for me. I think if I'm – it also kind of depends on the occasion too, but if – like I think my second favorite would be a stout.
1: Okay. Just
0: to like sit there, drink it slowly, Mm -hmm. not – chug it like you know you're at a frat party or anything like that yeah. so um i guess tasting notes that i try to go for would be a little bit of the hops um i'm more of a new england ipa kind of guy uh-huh. I, I like the the taste of it for some reason it's just different uh very different from west coast of course obviously um, <laughs> What else? Uh, don't mind the fruity tastes Um, I think that's why I I would put sours below the IPA because I still want the taste of that beer But Mm -hmm. I don't want straight fruit. So when they infuse IPA's with some fruits. I like that a lot
1: Yes Um, And I don't quote me on it, but I believe like you're like the Juicy J sort of beers, those IPAs are, they've got kind of like that fruity taste to it and still is IPA, those are really good beers. I agree, yeah. So, So
0: today I have my second beer from Petty Thieves Brewing, it is the Guava Lamp, and uh, in case you couldn't tell by the name of the beer, it is a Guava Smoothie Sour with soft serve, vanilla, and lemon, which are... Oh, there's a lot of things with this beer that I would not expect out of a beer, yeah. but it tastes really good. Surprisingly. Well, not even surprisingly actually. Never mind. scrap that. But yeah. no, it tastes good. It tastes yeah. really good. Um, it's I don't want to say it's like thick by any means but it's, it's a creamier tasting beer, texture wise I mean. Mm-hmm. Um, it's fruity, it's tart, it's a sour, and overall if i had to rate it i'd give it probably a 3.8 all right
1: okay sweet yeah we should at some point like we need to have a tally or keep a list of like what we rate these kind of like uh like on untapped you know yeah um which we use that sometimes occasionally to to rate some beers but
0: follow us on (laughs) untapped
1: yeah yeah follow us on untapped nice little shameless plug um, but you think there's any other comments we need to make regarding this our, our beer segment? Um, I feel like we may have covered it all. It's we're just trying to streamline and have things a little bit more um, organized for the for the beer portion, uh, making sure that you know for rating things we're doing it, you know, where it's on a similar scale. Um, but yeah, you got anything else to add for the the beer of the day segment?
0: Beer of the day? No. Got nothing
1: else. Beer of the day keeps the doctors away. Absolutely. That's right. Cool. So now you want to go ahead and we'll get into the tech portion. Yeah. Uh, We just got the hopping out. Let's get into the tech portion of the of the show. Um, I think for this episode, we're just gonna talk a little bit about the uh WWDC event that happened not too long ago. We are kind of a little bit late to the party. We're talking about this. Every other YouTuber and I'm sure podcaster has talked about it already, but we can kind of give our thoughts uh, and opinions on what kind of happened at the Worldwide Developer Conference. Um, and for those who don't know, that's just Apple's uh, software developer conference where they go out and explain and release their their new software. So iOS, iPad OS, macOS, so on and so forth. Was their new versions were released um, or the beta versions. Uh, were announced, and then they're going to release the full version, uh, I believe, September, October time.
0: Usually by the time of the next release of hardware.
1: Yeah, when the new iPhones come out. Um, And then they release actually two new pieces of hardware, the MacBook Air, um, that's featuring a brand new redesign, Um, and then they've got the old school 13-inch MacBook Pro uh, with the new chip that's on there as well. So we got got a few things we want to talk about. Um, What do you want to dive into first?
0: Um... First, I think we should just get into the Air. with. Uh, there's there's a lot to talk about with it, right? There's a whole redesign. There's a brand new chip that's been long anticipated. I'm pretty sure we talked about it on a previous episode before mm-hmm. it got announced. Um, let's jump right into that.
1: Yeah, cool. So um, there are two new uh, pieces of hardware, like we just said. It's the MacBook Air and the MacBook Pro. Um, the big difference, they or they're both featuring the same chip the m2 which is just a reiteration of the next upgrade from the m1 that was released last year that is a chip made in-house from apple uh, it's designed by apple so it's kind of meant to work with their devices really well it's i think it's off the same architecture that the uh, iphone a chips the A Bionics, are, are made off of
0: yeah i believe it's called arm yeah correctly. arm yeah.
1: yep um and they make uh make a version of the arm chip Um, that's a fact check moment i'm pretty sure that's true though i I think we got that right yes um but they do feature both the same uh chip uh there's nothing difference in regards to the chip the big difference comes to really your big your big upgrade when you're going to a macbook pro is you get the fan all right the macbook air does not come with any sort of fan on the inside so you have this Um, you know thermal throttling will happen after a certain amount of workload so if you do something like you know rendering videos um, or anything that requires a sustained workload on the CPU at that point your uh, device is going to start overheating and then it's going to clock down and you can't get those same sort of performance yields from it Um, so your MacBook Pro with the fan you can run it for longer at those high sustained loads um, without it getting hot and having to throttle down now What's interesting about that is on paper when you hear that you would think, well, you know, it's obvious you want to get the MacBook Pro which just costs a little bit more. But when you look at it, the new MacBook Air has the new redesign with the new screen, the new body. Um, I think it, it, it does have MagSafe. So it's got a lot of new features that are happening with like the, the old MacBook Pro 14 inch and 16 inch. It's kind of got that similar design. Um, but the for whatever reason, the 13-inch MacBook Pro does not have any of those redesigns. It's all like the the old school kind of like you know my laptop. It's just the uh, the older prior to the the M1 designs. Oh,
0: just USB-C, right?
1: Yeah, it's USB-C. I I don't believe there are any like MagSafe. It still has a Touch Bar, which they were getting rid of with the new designs uh, on the other laptops. I don't know what purpose this laptop serves in their lineup. Um, I think the argument is, you know, well, you could pay a little bit more, lose all the cool features that you get from the new iPad or MacBook Air design, and you just get a fan. But my argument we were talking about earlier is that if you're already, you know, buying a computer because you want more power for sustained loads, and you're wanting the MacBook Pro, then you know, it might make more sense to just go ahead and get the M2 Pro that's going to come out likely later this year, the, you know, the M2 Ultra or, um, or Max or whatever, rather than just getting the base M2, right, or getting, opting to go for last year's, like, M1 Pro or M1 Max, you know, why I don't see the big purpose in having the MacBook Pro.
0: I think this is Apple's way of mitigating how they compete with their own technology from prior years. So, you know, you could walk into an Apple store and get an iPhone 12 while the 13 is out and it'll be just as good for, you know, phone performance. So if you think about Apple did that nice redesign with the 16-inch MacBook Pro last year that they ditched the touch bar, put all the new ports and MagSafe in, but it's only on that 16-inch Pro model. So now they brought in a more entry-level 13-inch Pro that has the new computing power, but not all the same ports. So now they're really making you choose between what do you as a consumer really need? Mm-hmm. And I think from this release of the new Air and the new Pro with the same compute with the same chip inside, they're drawing a more definitive line between what a consumer actually needs. So with that Air with not having a fan, they're definitely expecting you to not sustain too much of a heavy load on right. it. Whereas the Pro, they're really trying to harp that you need to justify the use of this Pro to buy it because otherwise you don't get a fan. And I think yeah. the best way they can make consumers realize that is by just taking out a pretty, in my opinion, crucial piece of hardware.
1: Yeah, so I guess my question for you would be what type of use case would you recommend the, this current MacBook Pro with the M2? Who would you recommend that for? over the MacBook Air, the new one that just came out, or the or over the previous generation M1 Pro or Max models that are higher performing than this base M two. Who would like try to figure out who would that target audience be? Mm,
0: That's actually a really good question. So we'll kind of do process of elimination on this one. I think the new redesigned air is perfect for a college student. Or perfect for anybody who needs to regularly use their laptop, but you're not doing anything crazy You're on Microsoft Word typing your essay away for English 102, right? Um, The previous pro with the better M1 chips and the actual redesign of the physical computer That is for somebody who I would probably recommend a photographer because they brought the Mm -hmm. SD card back right and you're Mm -hmm. getting better performance of that M1 and for the price, I'm going to assume as well. I'd have to mm-hmm. double check the price on it, <clears throat> but this current M2 with just plain USB C ports, mm-hmm. no MagSafe, correct? Correct. That's a hard yeah. One, actually, yeah. I, I don't. Off the top of my head, I'd, I'd really have to think about that one. I don't know. You could say it's for arguably a college student again, who just needs that, like an engineering student, I guess, who, first of all, if you're an engineering, you probably don't need a Mac, but if you need that performance, the M2 is gonna deliver that for you. And I guess it also depends on, comes down to personal preference too. Do you like having a dedicated MagSafe charger and then carrying around USB-C dongles, or, you know, things like that, or do you just want better performance, and you only want to carry one cable to do it all.
1: Yeah. And I and I think you bring up a, a decent point um, in regards to, like, if you're someone who prefers, one, one change with the new MacBooks, like the new Air, is the screen, and it has the notch, right? I'm right. personally, I mean, with the iPhone, I wasn't a fan of it, and I got used to it. There's something about the laptop, to me, that the notch just leaves me uneasy so i prefer i have the 2019 16 inch macbook pro that does not have a notch i prefer the way that this screen looks over the new ones Um, and i am one of the minority that prefers to have the touch bar i know it's not super popular and i think that's why apple is kind of phasing the touch bar out but this new one does have the touch bar so if you are someone who doesn't have a particularly high workload um, and prefers the old screens design, doesn't care about MagSafe, just wants to use USB-C to charge everything and likes the touch bar, um, then that seems like you would be that target demographic for that device. Outside of that, I don't see many other people buying it. I don't see this being a very popular sell. I, I don't think it's, they're going to sell many of these computers.
0: Are you talking about the new Pro? Yeah. Yeah, um, I can see that because there's only a $300 price gap between the Air and the new Pro that just mm-hmm. came out. And if you're getting the same chip with very similar performance on both, sure, go the cheaper route.
1: Exactly. Like, there's and you get much... all the new like, design stuff. Right. Like, if I, you like that. Maybe this new
0: Pro is just kind of like a burner Pro to say, hey, we now have one with an M2 chip if you really needed a Pro with an M2 for some reason. But they released the yeah. Air for cheaper with better, more port availability, mm-hmm. and a whole new redesign. So that's definitely going to appeal to your average consumer going yes. to going to school.
1: I agree. I think that the new MacBook Air is going to sell like crazy. I think that's going to be a very popular um, device. I don't think the new MacBook Pro, this current one, I don't think it's going to be um, all that successful. But i don't know if apple necessarily needs it to or wants it to i think you also make a good point where when they release the m2 they can say hey we've released an m2 macbook air and a macbook pro like they can say that they've done that and also maybe one last point that could be um, of note is that if they're using the old hardware design for that macbook pro then they are they could just be recycling old parts that they have to use them up and it you know that for one it's probably good for the environment to use and not throw away that um, those parts but i'm sure it's cheaper um, for the supply chain and just to go ahead and get those things out so yeah uh, that's a that's the macbook air macbook pro Um, do you want to get in and talk a little bit about software
0: yeah yeah, new iOS, new Mac OS, mm-hmm. um, Watch OS, TVOS I'm sure mm-hmm. I, I didn't do too much. every, those, every bit of software
1: yeah has got an update. Oh, we got iOS 16, iPad OS 16, macOS OS 13. I um, think it's Ventura and Watch OS 9, TVOS 16 um, is, is what we're looking at. I think the most uh, the biggest takeaway from all the software is going to come from Mac OS and iOS. Um, let's just, let's just start with iOS. Um, I think one of the big, the big takeaways from iOS was the. (laughs) 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 Well, now that that's over, let's try this again. Uh, so with iOS 16, I think one of the big takeaways from it. Is The the lock screen uh, they changed up the way the lock screen works You can add widgets very similar to how you do with the watch like on, on watch OS um, Onto your watch face and you can change the font Which is something I that's super detailed that I would never expect Apple to allow you to do It's not is out of character for Apple to allow you to change the font of your Like of your home screen. Not to be that
0: guy, but you know, Android had it first. Yeah,
1: yeah, yeah. I mean, and that's a that's a fair point. Like, this is something that seems to be there migrating a little bit more towards how Android does things, Um, which this is the side of Android that I really liked. I love customizing my phones. I know you're kind of on the opposite. You like it pretty stock, just the way it is. But I like American. Yeah. (laughs) Nice and you know cookie cutter. But I, I like it where I can. You know customize things I like to have my home screen a very certain way um, my lock screen now I'm gonna customize the crap out of it and make it you know what's gonna work best for me so I'm pretty excited for um, for the new updates that are coming to iOS what are what are your thoughts
0: um, of course every update is gonna bring a lot of improvements new features like these major releases are at least but for me the first feature that really stood out that really we talked about the Apple ecosystem of course already yep they're just really trying to perfect the ecosystem you can now use your iPhone camera for FaceTime if you started to call on your Macbook
1: yes the integration between all of the devices is getting better and better each year um, with each software update and allowing you yeah that was something that I had an issue with we were on a phone call, on a FaceTime call a couple weeks ago, and I was like, I'm going to switch to my computer because I oftentimes will will sit in the studio and I'll use my computer as, um, you know, for FaceTime rather than using my phone as if I'm walking around. And I couldn't just easily, seamlessly change the call over to my MacBook. I had to hang up and then call you back.
0: Right. Even so, Microsoft Teams lets you do that. Right.
1: So this is something now that makes it a little bit easier. It, now... This is definitely like, it's a very minor inconvenience. to have to hang up and then five seconds later call back. It takes no time, but it is super nice that you can open your MacBook and then boom, you see, oh, you you can transfer your call or vice versa. You get on your phone, because you're, you're already on a call. I do want to clarify, is it like a whole transfer call feature has been added
0: now, or is it just, you can use a camera separate That's from different. your That's different, so
1: there is, there is now, Beat me up in the comments. Wait, this is Spotify. Ain't nobody got comments. (laughs) We can say what we want to. (laughs) Um, No, I am am most sure that you can also now transfer a FaceTime call. If you're on FaceTime on your MacBook and you go to get on your phone, um, you can transfer the call to your phone and start without hanging up and then transfer. And now your camera is on your phone and you can walk around and have your FaceTime call. But... You want to get into the new camera feature with the uh, new uh, Mac software for using it as like a camera? Yeah, yeah.
0: I mean, I can see the convenience behind it because they still produce MacBooks with absolute potato cameras. Like yes. this this new Pro that came out, I was just reading the specs on the website actually. It's a 720p camera. This is 2022. It's 2022. That shouldn't exist in a $1,000 computer. So... What's the solution? You're probably an average student, right? You got an iPhone. Use your phone camera so it doesn't look as bad, but now Mm -hmm. you have that backup laptop camera in case you need to do like a Zoom call with your professor or something Mm -hmm. like that. But now you can also, you know, walk around a little bit without having to carry the whole laptop. Your sound's going to drop off a little bit, but, you know, if you Mm -hmm. need to go from one side of your room to the other, you can now do that without losing video.
1: Yeah and there's also another interesting feature that a lot of people are talking about i want to see it in person um and and play around with it but when you have your phone mounted to the back or the top of the computer and you're um, using that camera if you have a camera that has the wide uh the ultra wide camera angle Mm. it will now actually somehow get the desk that's like where your hands would be like typing and in front of your macbook pro or or any macbook i guess for that matter it will project and show you a bird's eye view of your desk and you working so if you're like writing something and like you can you can broadcast that and show that on your facetime which is really really neat i don't it's the having to do it with um because it's at like a vertical the phone's at vertical and but it's like a you know what I'm that's saying? probably a
0: YouTuber's dream, because you look at yeah. these guys who do unboxings, they'll have a camera hanging above their head so exactly. you can get that over, overview, and then they have another camera uh-huh. actually pointed directly at them. So now if you can have this ultra-wide
1: camera to catch all of that, that's one less piece of hardware you have exactly. to spend money on. It's just something that, that works. I don't know how good it's going to be, how clear the video is going to be. I know, like, just looking at different YouTube videos, I don't think there's much source content out there that shows how it works, yeah. but um, I'm really curious to get my hands on it and see how that works, because it is very, very interesting. You
0: brought up something that just uh, you just reminded me. Um, the phone mounting to the back of the MacBook, did you see how they were doing that? Is it just magnets again? Is it I, I think the
1: one that they used in the uh, in the conference mm-hmm. was made by Belkin, and it's MagSafe. So gotcha. it uses the MagSafe battery in the back of your phone, and it clips to the top near where your camera's at on your computer, and then it snaps to the back of your phone, and then you can... From there, it's it kind of mounts to your computer. Gotcha,
0: gotcha. So it's another money-making scheme, but like, it's chill. <laughs> but, it, but
1: it's Belkin, so it's not... Apple, that's making that mount. Now, are they getting any sort of share of that money, a percentage? I don't know. They they have a way with like their proprietary connections, like with uh, Lightning. If anyone makes a Lightning cable, I know Apple gets a share of every cable that's made. Which is mm. I, maybe why they're not going to USB-C for the iPhones, but also the EU just passed that thing stating. And so many years from now that every phone has to come with USB-C. So they have essentially, from what I understand, killed the Lightning port. Uh, but it's still many years down the road. So I think that Apple will probably come out with a portless iPhone um, by that point. They've
0: already prepared themselves for yeah. it with the MagSafe
1: charger. Yeah, I think I think MagSafe is kind of the the future of that. And I honestly would probably prefer that. Um, I, I am the guy that likes to take one cord and charge everything, so I'm very strategic, bought a bunch of stuff that has USB-C for charging. Like my headphones are USB-C, my computer is, um, everything pretty much but my phone, which is lightning. Um, at my apartment, I only charge with wireless charging. I don't use a lightning cable. I only carry a lightning cable when I travel, and that's just because I have to. So um, I do like having one cable, but... Um, but yeah,
0: yeah. I think my uh, my next speaker upgrade is gonna be one with USB C built in because I'm still rocking that micro USB for my yeah. Sony right now, and it's just an extra cable you have to carry around. That's and right. that sounds like the most first world problem to ever <laughs> leave my mouth. Yeah, yeah it but is. But in this day and age, with the technology we have, to have one cable that can do all of your multiple Everything. devices, like
1: yeah, it's it nice. Makes it easy carry around like one charging brick. And then one cable and it can charge everything is, is pretty nice. Um, that's, I mean, I'm going to get a new MacBook Pro um, at some point. I want to get the the M2 or the M3, whichever, whenever I'm ready to buy, I'm going to get the M um, M processor. But um, I don't think I'll utilize MagSafe. I think I'm going to continue to use USB-C just because it it chart. I have that one cable and it charges ninety percent of all of my uh, technology. So I'm not gonna carry MagSafe around just to have MagSafe, and it charges a little bit faster. It does, but um, I still think USB-C is is the way to go. I think it's the the best connector.
0: Yeah, I'd agree with that because you can you've seen how big the charging bricks come with those mm-hmm. USB-C uh, MacBook Pros. Mm-hmm. They can do up to the 90 watt output. Yep. That's, yeah, I
1: believe it's... mine's 96. Yep
0: ridiculous charging speeds all around Mm -hmm. if you got one of those bricks like anchor for example they have multiple ports on it Mm -hmm. and each one can give you a different output depending on the device so just makes travel a lot easier more convenient for you absolutely can't go wrong
1: yeah um my and when you mentioned anchor mine's not made by anchor it's off of amazon but it's 100 watts and it allows because my macbook pro is 96 watt for to get the full charging speed and to use it at the you know, the full potential, so I have to have at least 96 watt, so I have a 100 watt charger that allows me to charge my computer at full speed, and then obviously that's the one device that takes the most power, so all of my other devices charge, and it has two USB-C and two USB-A ports on it, it's the only charging brick that I travel with, when I went up to Montana not not too long ago, I took that, I have a little bag um, that had some cords in it, and then I just had that one charger brick, I didn't take anything else, um, and then I also have a charging brick for the car uh, that also is a hundred watts so I can charge my computer in the car so riding up to Yellowstone it took us about an hour and a half uh, maybe two hours to get from where we started to the beginning of Yellowstone so during that time I was able to plug my computer in, have full charging power and be able to to work um, up until then so um, having those Charging bricks and those charging cables, just to be able to do it all at once and have like one to do it, is pretty nice.
0: Oh, absolutely.
1: Um, so that's. I know it's not everything from the Apple event. That's kind of just the big takeaways that you know I had, that I had caught and that we want to talk about. Was there anything else from the the WWDC that you want to talk about?
0: Uh, you know, I didn't really keep up with too much of anything else. Yeah. Um. Not keeping my apple watch up to date constantly i'm not
1: mm-hmm.
0: waiting for the next tv os to pop out so who cares about tv
1: like tv os they need to <laughs> update the friggin' hardware
0: honestly like yes. that's what
1: they need um and on, like now i've got the new xbox i use the xbox for everything right for all of my uh like media streaming obviously for gaming but i just prefer to use the xbox i, I like using the controller versus the remote for the apple tv which kind of sucks but yeah that's kind of a a different conversation for another day um i do want to leave you with one more question um something i know that we've both done in the past but for this new ios and ipad os are you going to install the beta on any of your devices
0: Hmm. i don't I care about reliability for my phone, so I won't do it for my phone. For the iPad, sure. Why not? Okay. Yeah. It's just an iPad. Like, what's it going to do? Nothing.
1: (laughs) Yeah. And, I mean, you could always, like... It's inconvenient, but you can factory set it and, like, get it back to stable release. Um, In the past, for me, I have... I'm the same way. I don't do it for the phone. I did last year, though, when they introduced widgets.
0: Oh, I did put it on
1: the phone because I was so excited for the widgets, but outside of that I use the I put the beta profile on my iPad so for this one I'm not sure I don't know if I'm gonna put beta on any of my devices it's not a huge update I think some of the coolest features are coming to the iPhone and my iPhone I got the 11 and it's getting a little old a little slow um, batteries draining not as it's trying a little quicker than I want to so I know doing beta um, builds those sort of things get worse um like yeah. the battery drains faster and things are buggy um so i may wait you know a couple months when the beta they've got a multiple betas out and maybe it's more um more reliable but i think i probably will be waiting up until the official release hopefully i'll be getting a new iphone this the year this is the iphone this. 14 and i won't talk too much about it but i want that to be a future episode where we talk about the 14 and the rumors. But mm. I think, because I was planning to get the 13 last year, um, and I was holding out because I wanted no notch, and I figured, well, I waited long enough, so I decided to wait another year. And it does look like from the rumors that this year they're finally going to get kind of like the hole punch that like, Samsung's doing. Yeah, yeah. Um, but again, we'll, we'll save that. For another episode, we could talk all yeah, about rumors, because yeah. that'll, upcoming, we'll, we'll start getting a little bit more into the news, but um, I do believe this is going to be my year to upgrade the iPhone, so hopefully I'll get that nice new experience and get off of this dookie screen. <laughs> this is like the worst screen on any iPhone. It's got to be. Um, it's like not even 720p, which is kind of... All of my other devices have really good screens and so this one. The one that I use the most has, has the worst screen. So... Looking forward to getting a nice screen on it. Treat yourself. That's, yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm going to treat myself with all, this, uh, with all this band music and stuff. There you go. Um, but outside of that, are there any other comments you want to make before we close out this this episode?
0: I did look at Apple's website real quick to try and figure out a target audience for that new M2 MacBook Pro. Mm-hmm. And when I went to the MacBook Pro section, it already had the side-by-side comparison with the M1 Pro and the M1 Max chips Mm -hmm. from the previous actual redesign, and it looks like the intention for um, the M2 Pro is to be an entry-level Pro, because Mm the M1 redesigned MacBook 16-inch that still clearly blows this M2 out of the water. So you know people are probably wondering, well, why would they make a worse laptop a year later? It's entry-level
1: it is is for sure yeah entry level yeah for
0: pros exclusively it's going to be better than the m1 13 inch pro 14 inch pro but you know they're still trying to keep that clear line between this is really pro this is entry pro and then here's what the average person would need
1: yeah no that's, that's that's a very good point the the m2 is better than the m1 but not better than the M1 Pro Max, but right. the M2 Pro is going to be better than the M1 Pro. Exactly. So when they release that yeah. later on, and that's what that's like what I'm holding out for. I'm it'll either be this year or potentially next year that I'll be looking to get away from the Intel chips and finally get myself into the the M line chips. Um, but that's that's what I'm kind of holding out for is the. I'll, I don't think I could justify getting the like M2 Ultra, but I'll probably get the M2 Max. There you go. Um, I don't want the Pro. I think I think the Max is going to be the sweet spot for uh, for my workload. Makes sense. You have any intention of, of purchasing any of the M chips for for personal use? Not
0: really. Um, I don't touch my MacBook from college anymore since I graduated. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, I'm not doing anything that requires portable computing. My job supplies me with a decent MacBook whenever I might need it and it gets the work done and trust me if you work in technology and you spend eight hours of your corporate America life staring at a screen all day the last thing you want to do when you log off is to look at another computer screen so I don't see myself upgrading anytime soon for personal use
1: yep no that makes perfect sense um I will get done from you know writing music and all that sort of thing and I don't really want to be behind my computer because I kind of associate my MacBook and macOS for me is kind of associated with work. Yeah. Um, and it's work that I enjoy doing, but um, it's still work. So um, I usually like to get, I, I spend a lot of time on my iPhone when I'm not working. It's like my iPhone is like my main source of media consumption. TikTok. Um TikTok. Yeah, it, t- Ooh, that's another episode. <laughs> um, and how addicting that is. but but yeah, um, so maybe maybe one day you're gonna come to a point where you have to. you know, like you're probably going to want to, oh, sure. to upgrade to, to something, even if it's like the MacBook Air just to have something. Right, but right. Um, but yeah, your work computer is the same exact computer that I have. Yeah. so it's it's plenty good to do everything that you need. Uh, especially for work and you're not going to use your personal computer for work so no definitely not um yeah well um i think that kind of wraps it up for this episode Yeah, i think so we'll kind of go ahead and and close things up here um lots of good stuff from wwdc um we're going to come back with another episode we're going to try and release a little bit more um episode 3.1 i guess 3.2 i guess um but yeah the the first time that we recorded episode three it just didn't didn't work out with the audio quality because we tried it remotely Um, so we got some stuff to improve on that but we may release that at some point as like a a bonus episode in the future um, to treat you guys but outside of that i believe that's going to be the end of this episode and we'll get back to you on the next one